And so, Mike, that kind of leads me into you and and my question. Uh, South Florida, uh, Coastal Carolina, you're Jamie Chadwell. I mean, I don't know what the money is at either place. I know South Florida generally uh, plays in a better league overall than the Sun Belt. But um, that's what I'm going to ask you. Would you make that move if you're Jamie Chadwell? Is that really a major step up, or is that a stepping stone to get to something bigger? Well, keep in mind now, you say better league. The American is about to lose Cincinnati, uh, Mm. UCF, and uh, uh, what's the other one I'm forgetting? Memphis, Mm -hmm. right? Um, No, not Memphis. Help me out. Cincinnati... Uh, BYU, but but that's a different thing. Uh, Cincinnati, Pat can help you. UCF, Houston, and and Houston. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, so when they when they lose, I mean the big the big losses there are obviously, uh, you know, Cincinnati. Well, lately, Houston's had certainly glimpses uh, of success, but but to lose Cincinnati and UCF. So I mean, I, I really think you could make an argument that the Sun Belt when it's all said and done, might be the best Group 5 league after that, uh, after those losses from the American Conference. But the, the bigger answer to your question, I don't know if I, if I take that move. USF, uh, it's funny, we were just talking about this on the podcast, J.C. and Morgan, we'll plug. Mm-hmm. USF, there was a time not that long ago under Jim Levitt where USF clearly was ahead of UCF. Uh, the, the program had surpassed UCF for that quote-unquote number four spot in the state of Florida and the, the, the additional program out of the Sunshine State that was going to ascend to the next level. And then all of a sudden they fire Jim Levitt. They make a, a series of questionable hires. They make a, a series of questionable premature firing like Skip Holtz. Uh, and, and they have just, they have sunk. I don't know what has gone wrong with USF, but they are clearly on the downtrend. UCF is clearly on an uptrend. And so if I'm, if I'm Jamie Chadwell, I, I think there's better jobs that will be coming his way. Uh, he's beloved over there, Coastal, as you well know. And just having done a couple of his games, including his bowl game last year, seems to me like a guy who's pretty happy. So I, I, I don't know if that's the right move to me. Yeah. Liberty also being mentioned uh, for him. What do you think about the move of uh, Hugh Freeze to Auburn, the decision by um, Kiffin to stay at Ole Miss? They reward him with, what, like an eight-year deal now and a bunch of money, and uh, Freeze is going to um, head, head to um, head to Auburn. Uh, Matt Rule goes to Nebraska. He gets an eight-year deal. Is that the thing now to get coaches up to eight years? Is that what the is that what Jimmy Sexton is <laughs> trying to get for all his boys now? In in in. We're all in the world of Jimmy. It's Jimmy's world. We're all just living in it, right? It I seems mean, that, that way. That guy, the Scott Boris of college football coaching. Um, look, I think when you look at those those hires, did you mention uh, did you mention Fickle? Did not. Uh, I mean, I was that's pretty fickle. Me. I was pretty fickle about the jobs I was talking about. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Very nicely done. Boom, now, boom. I, I think when you combine those two with Fickle to Wisconsin, I mean, those are three rock solid hires. Like, again, as I always say, it's a crapshoot, right? Three years from now, one of them will probably be fired. But on the surface for today, all three of those hires make all the sense of the world and and seem like terrific moves for their respective schools. Now, look, Kiffin obviously 
there is there's baggage there. It's well known. It's well reported. Uh, it's not going to go away. It's going to be used against him in some circles in recruiting. But at the end of the day, if you know anything about big time college football, if they beat Alabama, none of that's going to matter. Because I remember when I was doing an Ole Miss baseball game of all things, right around the time Hugh Freeze was being let go, and they were handing out bumper stickers. Uh, in Hugh, we trust. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they, they, they still love him at, in Oxford for what he did there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Auburn, as long as they're winning, they'll turn the other cheek. Yeah. See how um, the thing about Auburn has, has well been documented. All the outside interference with their football program, when there's the least, least little hiccup with things, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the boosters start getting involved, the big money people, let's see if they can keep their hands off and their, and let the, the football people run the football program and see if they can make it successful. What about South Carolina beating Clemson on Saturday? Um, it's really turned the state on its ear. I mean, in both ways, it's the Gamecock people ecstatic, the Clemson people are in shock. I mean, they really are. They, they thought they were going to make it eight in a row. Uh, they really can't believe they lost that game at home the way they lost it. Uh, what does it mean? And, and I compare it to Will Muschamp, and I was just talking to Chuck Reedy and Ellis Johnson, and the question is how does Shane Beamer build on this and prevent the slippage after reaching this peak, um, prevent the slippage that happened under Will Muschamp, who – Similarly, won nine games in his second year. De- didn't beat Clemson, but he won nine games, including a bowl game. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a fair question, but I would I would point out, not only did he not beat Clemson, he didn't have a win like Tennessee. I mean, he, if, you, if you go back those first two years under Will, yes, he had, some, uh, he had success. He was ahead of schedule. Uh, but he didn't do what Shane just did over the last two weeks. I don't think he had ever had just the the unquestionable momentum and vibe that Shane has right now. I mean, you're looking at, what, a top 15 recruiting class. They're going to do some damage in the portal. If Spencer Rattler comes back for another year, my goodness, mm-hmm. I mean, the expectations at that point would be awfully high. So that, to me, is where the, the difference is. And with all due respect to Will Muschamp, I just think Shane Beamer's a better coach. Uh, and I think... I think those who question that hire, which was made by who? Who made the hire again? I forgot. The hire of Beamer? That would be Ray Tanner. Uh, Ray Tanner, okay. But he also uh, hired everybody, Muschamp. Uh, well, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. <laughs> you, find me an AD, you find me an AD who hasn't made a hire that didn't work out, and I'll show you an, a unicorn. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is that South Carolina doesn't get to hire whoever they want. Uh, you know, it, and and for, for that matter, most schools don't. And so you took a chance on a guy that nobody else at that time was willing to give that type of opportunity. And obviously it's, it's worked out awfully well. So uh, kudos to that. Kudos to Shane Beamer. You know, the game itself, I watched a lot of it. Uh, I mean, clearly, once you got past the initial two egregious mistakes by Spencer Rattler, he completely outplayed DJ the rest of the way and, and, if I'm Clemson, I'm taking a long look at what is my quarterback situation going to look like next year because the problems with inaccuracy, uh, they never completely went away. Like, DJ improved early on, and it looked like maybe we were going to see all what all that hype was about. And then it just kind of resurfaced where he just doesn't – there's just something that's missing there. Uh, and, and I don't know if another year is all of a sudden going to capture it. 
All right, before we let you go, let's talk about uh, basketball season. Now it's starting to, to really heat up. Now the football season is sort of uh, cooling down and we wait for the bowl games. But your early, your early take on what you've seen around the SEC and ACC from a hoop standpoint thus far. Uh, of course, you just had North Carolina losing uh, to Alabama, and mm-hmm. Alabama is one of my favorite teams in the SEC. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you've got that win. You've got South Carolina over Clemson. You've got Florida over Florida State. Uh, Kentucky will play Louisville eventually, and I don't know if Louisville can beat anybody. Uh, no. You can probably get five guys. <laughs> you can get five guys at the JCC and give Louisville a good run right about now. Uh, <laughs> Just don't hang on the rim. They'll yell at you. That's right. Um, but, no, I, I, I think right now from an SEC standpoint, I still think the league is top-heavy. I still think there's some really good teams in the top five or six. And then you've got a bunch of teams like Carolina with new coaches, new rosters, new schemes, new philosophies, and trying to figure out what they're going to look like a month from now, two months from now. It's it's a feeling-out period for the Gamecocks, for – uh, the Gators, so I have this weekend for Mississippi State, for LSU, for I mean Missouri. All these programs have new coaches, Georgia, and are trying to figure out what they have. And I, I think they're they're going to take some lumps this year against a very top heavy league. Mike, as always, we appreciate it. You have yourself a great weekend. You've got Florida basketball this weekend, you say? Yeah, well, Florida stats in action. Uh, new coach there. And, you know, they beat Florida State, but then they got pummeled in the uh, Phil Knight Classic. So uh, still trying to figure out what that, that, what that team is, is made of. And all these games, all these data points for these teams, you know, you've got to figure out what are you going to look like come conference play because it's going to be a gauntlet. Yeah. Well, we thank you as always. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Take care now. Thank you. All right. Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move with us here on Sports Talk. 